0: definitely not the starters you're on the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 the score i'm mike hebert owner of
1: cantex roofing and construction every day is game day and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing construction windows and mirrors Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you.
2: Hey, what's happening? Happy Monday. Good morning and welcome onto the end of the bench on 1007 the Score 107thescore.com and the 1007 the Score mobile app brought to you as always by Happy State Bank alongside Jeff Haxton. I'm Choice Woodman, Lucas White. Back behind the glass once again today, we are the end of the bench. And join you from the first United Bank studio all the way till noon today. You can hit us up. Your thoughts, your comments, your questions, your hopes, your dreams, your overreactions. Though they're probably positive overreactions this week. If you're a fan like I am. Uh, You can bring those all in on the Yates Flooring Center chat line as we're hanging with you for the next three hours or so. What is crackalackin' dog? Good to see you again, man. Good win. That was uh, that was fun. That was fun. It's a little different. Kind of starting off right.
1: You yeah, know. you're used to getting on the plane and coming back with uh, si- bad news.
2: Mostly silence.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, those kind. No. Put this- your headphones in and don't talk to anybody for however long the flight is. That's uh, that's fun stuff when you went on the road, man.
2: Man, it's th- this whole weekend though was. <clears throat> you know, if the Cowboys didn't screw things up like they normally do, it was almost a perfect sports weekend for me. I mean, for me personally, I know some people didn't have quite that uh, that great of a weekend. We're not gonna we're not gonna rub noses in it because it's not over yet. But the Rangers went in two. Uh, they played really good. Two different types of games, offense. And pitching uh, wins. Well, they have nine runs
1: in. in two innings, three innings, something T- like
2: that. Is two. It was nine to nine to two in the f- second inning was when Mitch Garver hit that uh, salami. Um, but you get that. You got the Ranger. I mean, you got the Red Raiders obviously going down and taking care of business and kicking around a team that they're better than i think we got oh, to see yeah, that much much saw them do it. i mean that game could have been even worse too absolutely i mean you missed a, a couple opportunities and that game could have been worse than it was and texas tech whips baylor uh, up and down the field that was a beautiful yeah, it, thing
1: so i thought it was fun on a lot of um a lot of points there's a lot of points to that game that that were fun. I, I think them not being able to protect Shapen. Oh, my goodness. And yeah. I, I don't want Shapin to get hurt or anything. Don't get me wrong because he's, he's been hurt quite a bit. But it was almost like snap, and here's a team photo of the Texas Tech defense. Oh. And
2: I mean, there was one sack in there where you literally had four guys that ended up on top of him. Four white jerseys on top of him.
1: Yeah. Let's just put it this way. It was a long day for Shapen. It was, it was long. a long day for that offensive line, they could not protect him at all. they couldn't run the football either. And they couldn't run the football, obviously, with 17 yards. so
2: Not too shabby. So, yeah, that, that was as dominating of a performance as we've seen uh, in the Joey McGuire era. And uh, that one felt good at Rangers Tech. Uh, tech soccer still undefeated, taking care of business again and back in first place alone in the Big 12 standings.
1: I got to tell you, there was a time – though, that I felt absolutely horrible yesterday. Um, In the first half, we were talking about the grass. Yeah. And how we hadn't had any injuries.
2: And
1: And then I said, now I'm knocking on wood and that injuries are a part of the game. (laughs) Yeah. And, And Bridget brought this up first, so... I'll throw her her under the bus to begin, that you and then but the, but then I added on, and then Macy got hurt, so yeah. I was just sick about that.
2: Uh, like any idea how bad? No,
1: no, but I saw her afterwards. They afterwards it was just, it was just like, man, this is awesome, but yet I'm depressed because sure sure, I, I, as I'm pulling out of the drive of the parking lot, they they brought her out on a cart, and they were getting ready to transport her somewhere. And she was in crutches, and she had the knee brace on, and she had a knee last year. Mm. So I just felt really bad about that.
2: Hoping, hoping for good news there for her. But um, you do get a win. Um, They're going to win the Big 12. I'm just telling you, they're going to win the championship. They're in route route for sure. uh,
1: And then, you know, the crowd just erupted on that goal. Like, I've never heard that sound at John Walker like that. Yeah. Hands in the air, people, you know, throwing stuff in the air, and it was a real soccer uh, experience there. And um, to see Tom Stone, you know, like pumping up the crowd and stuff, I was like, man, this is awesome. Yeah,
2: lots of fun. Um, UT lost, that doesn't hurt the weekend. I know that was at the expense of a an OU win, but they'll go blow it somewhere else. Um, yeah, just all and and what a college football Saturday as a whole, though. I mean, that was just Miami. A phenomenal college football Saturday the Miami Georgia Tech game uh that was that was unbelievable um the USC Arizona game late if you stayed up for that one was a I didn't make it the whole way but we did just because it was yeah. we're literally on the tarmac in Lubbock when that one is uh finishing up waiting to to deplane and and saw the end of that one so uh, I mean Notre Dame Louisville Bama Am Iowa State beats TCU go back to Friday night OSU beats Kansas State I mean it was just a great college football Saturday wild one you see seven top 25 teams lose um yeah could there's there's a lot of sports Mondays where we get in and are just beat up from the sports weekend but this is one of those where you're you're uplifted a little bit by what happened and none obviously greater than what happened on Saturday with Texas Tech football uh, rolling past Baylor. And you got new life. You, you do have new life off that win. Yeah, the Houston win was, was the starting point, but you finally knocked down that wall of winning a game on the road in the Big 12. And and uh, you're going to need more than one of those, it seems, this year. But, hey, that K-State game two weeks ago a lot of people had that chalked up as a loss. And it's not a win, a gimme, or anything by any means, but it's a pick right now in Vegas. and <sighs> A pick. And they all of a sudden do not look near as daunting as they used to. So, Well, they have some issues, and I can
1: tell you about some of those issues when well, we get to a spot where
2: – Yeah, yeah, we will. I mean, I – Will Howard looked like – not good. <laughs> They'll put it as nice as possible. And I'll tell he you, I'll tell bad you this:
1: on Friday night, he looked bad from the first time he tucked it and ran, and just kind of fell down. <clears throat> he he had room, yeah, and he tucked it and he ran and he fell down after about a two-yard gain. I was like, uh, "That's not the Will Howard I remember." The Will Howard I remember takes that for ten yards and a first down. Now he did. He broke two big runs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One that was like. 70 yards down the right sideline. But other than that, he looked like a different guy. He must I, – I mean, we've heard he's hurt. I, he he played like he was hurt.
2: Tell us what you think. We'll get to lots of your reaction this morning off of the Texas Tech football game. We'll break it down for you from what we saw on Saturday night. We'll uh, look ahead a little bit to Kansas State, talk Cowboys, talk Rangers – Cover a lot of territory this morning. Started off with some headlines. Coming up next, though, it is the end of the bench till noon on 100.7 The Score.
0: Definitely not the starters. You're on the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Glad to be part of your
2: Monday. It is the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Choice Woodman, Jeff Haxton, yours from the First United Bank studio. Lucas White across the way handling us. You may also hit us up if you got any thoughts, comments, questions. Pour those in on the AIDS Flooring Center chat line. We'll uh, return to some of those coming up in just a moment. The first, uh, lots of headlines fill you in on on this Monday. We'll start off with the Texas Rangers, who they rocking, they rolling, eleven to eight win yesterday. That's <laughs> a lot closer than it probably should have been, but. Um, It narrows a little bit at the end with a three-run homer in the ninth inning for the Orioles, but the Rangers do ultimately get the victory and go up two games to none over the Baltimore Orioles, and it heads back to Arlington now. you got three tries to win one game now.
1: Can the Rangers do it? Absolutely they can do it. They're red hot, man.
2: They are hot, but... Don't bring that butt.
1: Do you, Don't bring that do you butt remember, in here.
2: You know what's looming in my brain? Yeah, well, the cold streak. Well, not not that necessarily. Um How about twenty fifteen? Do you even remember this year? The year of twenty fifteen and the Rangers in the playoffs. Not necessarily. I okay. probably eliminated it. Uh Rangers get up in Toronto. Two games oh, to none. Yeah. You remember this? Yes. And this is when, I mean, you get yeah. the punk walk-off by yeah. Bautista. Oh. This is where the, the hatred started for Toronto. Yeah. 2015, you were up two games to none in the division series. This is not a a organization that has won many playoff series. You've won five playoff series, and one of them was this year. Ever. Ever. Remember the the late nineties. That's including this year. That's including this year. Because the late nineties, every time you went to the playoffs, sweep, sweep, sweep. I mean you didn't win a playoff game until twenty (laughs) ten. Or sorry. Yeah, twenty ten. That first time you got to the World Series. So you finally had some postseason success, but it's not a history of success. So I'm I'm still on edge until they get past (laughs) get this one win. Uh, we'll see what happens. Rangers. I feel really good about it, man. I, I mean, they they are rolling. I see, no and this is a team that has been hot or cold all year
1: long. I see what we've seen all year, which is that at their core, this is a really good baseball team.
2: Yeah, I mean, and you can't
1: say anything but that now. I mean, when you go and just wipe out your wild card opponent, and then you win your first two on the road at Baltimore, which we all know that's a really good baseball team too. Yeah, the this is a good team. Um, You're four zero
2: against teams that had the two best records in the American League.
1: Which, again, uh, the East was considered to be the best division in in baseball. I think. I mean, just yeah, overall, there's much. And I'm sure there's some arguments that c- can be had, but. Um, you know, the Red Sox weren't bad. The Yankees were not what they not this year, but but Toronto and but they I mean, still had a lot of star power, which we, they always will, the Yankees, but Yeah, three um, teams
2: make the postseason out of that division. So, there you yeah. go.
1: So um you know, Sager has five walks yesterday. Garver has Grand Slam. I mean, Josh and then just uh, they're they're just a really good baseball
2: team.
1: Now they have the weakness, which is middle to back. Mhm. If they can get it if they can get that good starting
2: pitching though, they can beat anyone. I mean Montgomery was not that was probably his worst start as a Ranger yesterday. But you didn't have to have him be perfect cuz he gets the nine run cushion in the second inning or a seven run cushion nine runs of support in the second inning. So not not too bad there. Uh Astros they fall short to the Twins yesterday 6 to 2. Uh, so they are one-to-one in that series as it heads to Minnesota. Both teams off today. Astros-Twins will start things up tomorrow at 235 on 100.7. The score, Rangers-Baltimore at 630 tomorrow night on Double T 97.3. Uh, NFL scores, Cowboys got walloped 42-10. Uh, Chiefs win 27-20. to 20. Texans lose to the Falcons 21-19. to 19. I... Can I have an honest moment I'm usually not honest obviously but no <clears throat> I probably I I watch almost every minute of every Cowboys game not this one and this was not because it was in the plans. I sat in the chair last night after we got home about 2 30 a.m the previous night and it's 14 nothing then we go 14 seven then twenty one seven. I remember very little after twenty one seven just crashed in the chair last night. I pulled a Chuck Hines and wasn't planning on it, so I didn't really stress over the Cowboys game <laughs> hardly at all. And I don't think that gave you much to stress over because they they were out of it so quickly in that one. It never felt like they were really in that game. The offense was terrible in the first half, and of all the wins I wanted over the weekend, that was the one I least wanted. Yeah, I get. I mean, it's San Francisco, and they've kicked you around, but regular season NFL game doesn't stack up to MLB postseason, doesn't stack up to college football regular season when you need a win really bad. So I think you were just
1: hoping that the defense would provide a little bit more resistance well, for sh- future games. I don't get it. I don't but man, understand it goes right the along, It goes right along the lines of what we always talk about, really good against mediocre or bad teams. Yep. And then look out, you're going to get steamrolled against good teams. Yep, middle to, to back. I was listening to Sham for the first part of it, uh, the first drive, and he just seemed kind of resigned to the fact that this wasn't going to go their way. I mean, that first drive was seven plays, 75 yards, just a couple minutes. They did everything they wanted. They were gaining like nine to 12 yards of play. And, you know, San Francisco's really good. They barely ever get to third down. Purdy has never lost a regular season game. Uh, he's the perfect fit for what they do
2: I'm I do not like saying this that's the best team in football right now It's by far the best team in football all right now. everywhere I mean that is the Super Bowl favorite right now I don't know what Vegas says but I would guess that they've got to be one or two yeah the, no the, there's they're the clear favorite I
1: would I'd be shocked Philly if they might be in that well I mean Philly's the number two I would think but they're they're not they're not close to the Niners right now.
2: Yeah. I mean, that is that is the best team in football, and the Cowboys made them look even better last night. Um, Texas Tech, Tech Soccer wins 1-0 over TCU. You get the uh, lone goal out of Alex Kerr. A really fantastic save, uh, what, six minutes left out of Madison White, too, that it looked like, oh, no, TCU's about to tie this thing. Somehow it's a very unassuming a ball
1: that went, you know, from kind of out of the rhythm of the play, and then she jumps up, taps it, hits the crossbar, and uh, Texas Tech wins. Wins, and
2: now 6-0-1 in league play. Haven't been beaten this year. That's unbelievable to get this far in the season. I'm curious what that looks like the rest of the way around college soccer. How many undefeated teams there are left? It's got to be less than five, I would think. I mean, this late in the season... For a team to not have lost, and he only got three draws on the on the record as well, but <clears throat> fantastic by Coach Stone and company. They get rewarded with a trip to Florida this week, Disneyland. I doubt they'll go, but Orlando is uh, Thursday as Texas Tech takes on UCF, and then back at home on Sunday against OSU. Mm-hmm. Okay, so- last
1: regular season game at home, Senior Day.
2: So you got one more on the road after this, uh-huh. But yeah, two more on the road. Two more on the road. So still, the the schedule is still really tough for Tech, but they've they've taken it extremely well. I mean, this is this is the part of the schedule people were worried about, and you went one and one this week, one zero oh and one. Sorry, this week and against two really good football teams, soccer football, um. Steve Linton named the Senior Bowl, Reese's Senior Bowl Player of the Week, Defensive Player of the Week, after his uh, performance this past weekend. Three sacks. This is the Steve Linton we were told about forever. Three sacks, two forced fumbles in the game. Uh, He was a big part of that pass rush that uh, never relented against Blake Shapin and and Baylor. He's a monster. What a phenomenal game by... By Linton. It it wasn't just him, obviously, because there's guys you really haven't heard much from this year. Charles Esters gets in the backfield, gets a sack. Duda Banks was all in the backfield all night, too, and I think he just came back from injury. So it seems like that defensive line was healthy, really healthy for the first time um, in a couple of weeks, and and it showed. So uh, fun one. Hopefully they can continue that.
0: Playing time is not required. This is the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score.
2: Onward to hour number two. It's the end of the bench on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com, and the 100.7 The Score mobile app brought to you as always by Happy State Bank. Alongside Jeff Haxton, I'm Choice Woodman, Lucas White, back behind the glass handling us as usual. Got a whole lot to still get into you, into with you as we are with you for the next two hours. Keep hitting us up. thoughts, comments, questions on the Ace Flooring Center chat line, and there is a lot there. Rangers, Cowboys, Red Raiders, a good mixture. Uh, a lot on the Twitter response so far is uh, you telling us what's your favorite thing you saw in Texas Tech's win over... Uh, Baylor was on Saturday, so we'll continue to uh, hit both the Twitter and the chat line, and you can do so as well. Uh, This hack's from the chat line. This one's from uh, Bobby Hot Dogs. Choice, how was your trip back to the homeland? Did you wear your tennis ball shoes to blend in? I actually – Clint called me – Clinton – and uh, Taylor called me on Optimum Game Day Live for a, a quick pop-in, and that was the last question Clint asked is, hey, did you pack the uh, highlighter shoes? I did not for that trip. I did. I thought about it. <laughs> I looked at them. I'm like, they're Under Armour highlights, so it's all right. I, I abstained, though, so they didn't make it. And uh, that was the most pleasant trip to Waco I've ever had. I actually went to eat at this place outside of Waco that was fantastic gotta be honest what was it called cafe homestead okay so there's like a there's something called homestead village which is very uh, it's for the white folk basically <laughs> everybody oh like this is for your grandma and uh and moms and you know whoever but there's like pottery making place and this and that so when jensen the churning butter when jensen drug us out there I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> but the food was phenomenal. I had a quesadilla burger, which happened to be the hundredth burger of the year, that was just amazing. Had mark the century there. Huh? Had a had a poblano in it, and that was oh man, I'm telling you, hit the spot. And then Level gave me a little of his chicken fried steak. Not kidding, one of the best chicken fries I've ever had in my life. So. So that, that hit the spot. That was the best, best trip to Waco I've ever had, and the wind had the most. They used
1: to have a place that was just the bomb north of town called Heitmiller Steakhouse. Okay. And it was visited by all kinds of uh, you know country music stars and pop culture folks. It's not around anymore? They, they built a new one and moved it into town. I think it's lost some of its charm. Okay. I got you.
2: Um, someone says, it seems the game in the past, the past blocking, ha- the past few games, pardon me, has been much better. Do you all think this is because the old line is blocking better, Morton getting it out faster, or a combination of both? I've been saying this for a while. The offensive line was
1: getting crushed for no reason. Um, they were performing at a adequate level, but they, I mean, I think fans found a, a scapegoat, and it was the offensive line. Um, when you look at how long Chuck was holding the ball and yeah. other factors, they weren't doing
2: that dang bad. I agree. I think adequate's is a correct word, but Coach and others built up the offensive line to be a to be an advantage for this team, to be a strength of this team, and it wasn't that earlier. I think it is a strength now, and I think. Again, it, it kind of all boils down to Taj Brooks in the run game, right? <clears throat> now that you have success with that, it does take pressure off your quarterback. It takes pressure off of the pass blocking because you don't have defenses that can pin their ears back and just go after the pass anymore because you have a successful running game. Can, can we
1: veer to something new here? You're welcome to. You may have to pick it up because I'm hiccuping. I can I can tell. <laughs> um Sources: Big 12 seriously considering adding Gonzaga as men's basketball member. Mm. This is from Brett McMurphy, updated this morning just a few moments ago. The Big 12 isn't quite done expanding yet. The Big 12 is seriously considering adding Gonzaga as a men's basketball member for either 24 or 25.
2: But do you just go one member there is my question. Do you do that? Do you add UConn as well? Are you yeah I guess we're always into even don't you numbers. have to
1: leave some room for these ACC
2: schools that are gonna be bailing soon
1: yeah. Okay, well, I don't know. Here Unless we go. you
2: believe there's going to be 20 team leagues around. 20 a
1: decision on Gonzaga could come quickly. Within the next two weeks, a source said, a key component is that Gonzaga could be willing to accept less revenue at the outset of joining the Big 12, similar to SMU joining the ACC,
2: before the Bulldogs would eventually receive full basketball revenue shares. I still don't know what the win for Gonzaga is. Besides, like, more money, but in terms of winning – they have it made when it comes to winning. They can be, they like they get power five treatment in the West Coast Conference right now because they can go play a tougher non conference schedule, then play an absolute cupcake of a conference schedule. In mid August, Brett Yormark said we're done. Yeah, I remember. Um, um, he was here in Lubbock, Texas, when he said that too.
1: This says, however, because of the changing economics of future alignment, such as Cal, Stanford, blah, blah, blah. Um, Yormark has stated publicly multiple times he believes men's basketball media revenue is undervalued, and once the Big 12 media rights deal expires in 2031, he envisions negotiating separate deals for football and men's men's basketball.
2: There you go. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure that I want to... uh... I, I guess if, if your mark knows he can get more money, then why not get more money?
1: So this is popping all over it, the internet here. It's going to make um, it tougher. Seth Davis had it first. And um, looks like we may have 17 basketball schools. come
2: Seriously 24. considering. 24.
1: Yeah, I, I'm... You know, trying to look at it from the Gonzaga angle... You know, you've heard, uh, not several, but a few coaches like Bob Huggins popped off about it. Like, you know, those guys would, would get in this league and be 500 and figure out what it's really like. You know, you're it's so regional. You're going so far in the NCAA tournament. You win a million games a year. Why would you subject yourself to this road that's just filled with potholes, man. I mean, it's just... And the travel. Yeah,
2: I, that's what I don't the, understand. The it's, travel
1: to get to the places where you, then you're going to go... They don't
2: play in atmospheres like Texas Tech. No. Kansas. No, K-State. Most of their non-conference or neutral site games that they meet up with someone, too. Sometimes they'll do that once or twice in a... But then not, not a consistent basis do they play in those kind of atmospheres. I don't understand tell me Portland and, and <laughs> Pacific,
0: I mean, yeah, I just, I don't know. Playing time is not required. This is the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score.
2: Glad to be with you on a Monday. It is the End of the Bench on to our number three here on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com, the 100.7 The Score mobile app, as well as on television, Fox 34 News Now. Just went with it why not also on uh, your AM dial 950 a.m if you'd like to uh, listen in there keep hitting us up many of you have we will uh, get to as many of your thoughts regarding Texas Tech football Texas Rangers Dallas Cowboys whatever on the Yates flooring Center chat line a whole lot on the Twitter as well at 107 the score which we're gonna get to right now as uh, we're just asking you what what did you like the most? What impressed you the most? What did you like the most from Texas Tech's 39 to 14 win over I got three of them here. Baylor. Okay, go ahead. Uh, from Jeff, the sacks and the D line getting off their
1: block so well. Mm-hmm. Seeing Barron have fun. He's played well in several games the last two years, but he started to look like he was enjoying the experience and settling in. Yep. The end zone strut was great. That's from Aaron. Okay. And then Justice says balanced football. Those are the three that I got. From that question that I retweeted from 100.7, the score.
2: Uh, Bullfighter on Twitter says, Taj, the tank Brooks getting to eat. Agreed. Uh, Miss Shelton says, the blossoming of Steve Linton. He's coming for your QBs. They use the, uh, Miss Shelton used the GIF of of Jumanji, of the flower blossoming. (laughs) (laughs) Steve Linton is what Tech Tina says. Preston says, has to be Kitley's commitment to the run. Uh, Travis says the ability of the offensive line to push downhill and create a clean pocket for Morton. Um, Another one says togetherness. I feel like this team is playing together and coming together even better the past two weeks. Uh, Rowdy Raider says sack on the quarterback. Robert says Linton playing, finally playing like we hoped he would. Now he has to continue playing like that. Kobe says QB sacks. Someone else says the W. The w. Uh, Tate says this. <laughs> it's a picture of the Baptist that can't dance. You, oh, yeah. the so, video yeah, yeah, of the Baptist that can't dance. That's the best thing for the win. <laughs> okay. I, I like that one. Uh, Justin says the commitment and execution of the run game. You certainly won the
1: uniform game. Gosh. I'm telling
2: you, I almost switched my pick when I saw that they were wearing those gosh-awful... Yellow, yellow, yellows. Now you have to pick against Tech every week, right? No, because no, you you pick Tech over Houston, right? Oh yeah, a close one. So it's not like it's a thing. So, um, yeah, a lot of similar answers though. It seems pretty consensus. Uh, running game ability to get after the quarterback and offensive line are the probably the pop top three answers. I thought it was interesting everybody.
1: there from Aaron. Just that's a different perspective. He's looking a little deeper into – some body language from Baron Morton. I thought that was an interesting one there. And one thing that I'll say about the Texas Tech defense is those guys, kind of starting with Linton, uh, they look the part physically. Like, you yep. know, I'm, I'm watching football all day long. I see a lot of teams that don't look yeah. like Texas Tech does physically across the front, the front seven. Linton, Miles
2: Cole. Yeah. yeah, Charles Esters, Luke. I mean, he, all those guys, yes, they, they're they passing the eye test. Mm-hmm. And they just haven't passed the get-after-the-quarterback test up until this week. Now, Baylor has a bad offensive line. Maybe that's too strong. They're nothing close to what they were last year. And they I think they have all five. And especially the year before. Yeah, you know, five offensive linemen um, graduated. Kansas State's going to be different. They've got one named Cooper Beebe, I believe is his name. It's an all-American type. He He's an anchor. They're still not – K-State won't sport the best offensive line in the league, but they're going to be better than what you face this year. Question is, can you continue to, to put pressure on the quarterback? I think this year you've pressured quarterbacks a ton. It just hadn't resulted in sacks. You've pressured guys. I mean that's what happened in the second half against Donovan Smith.
1: So since we we brought up the the Kitty Cats, this is interesting to me because you know, I was you know saying K State was going to win 70 to 5 or whatever I was saying mm-hmm. on Friday night. Um
2: 70 to 5.
1: For for the entire year, Oklahoma State has been so pedestrian offensively. Mm-hmm. And they were really again except of for this fact. Ollie Gordon ran for 136 yards. 130 something yards it might not be 136. Coming into that game, K-State was 7th in the country in run defense. And for Ollie Gordon to pop off several runs like he did and I'm gashing mm-hmm. runs um that should get Texas Tech, uh, get their attention, that you should be able to run on Kansas State. A team that we thought, out of all the teams in the league, they might be the toughest to run it on. Yeah. you When they've gone on the road, Missouri, loss. Okay, uh, Oklahoma State, again, a not a very good football team, loss. You should be licking your chops for this Saturday. I'm so, I'm actually surprised
2: the line is as close as, as it is. Really? Because I think Texas Tech's better. I think I think Vegas is timid with Texas Tech is why the line's close as it is. Because they've seen both versions of Texas Tech this year. But the version that you've been the last two weeks, specifically last week, is a lot different than the ones that that, that has lost a couple of football games um away from home. So we'll see. Um it, when it comes to K-State, I, I don't know what to expect. But I'm not sure you're not a better team than Kansas State when you're at your peak. This this league is crazy because
1: I'm telling you, Iowa State's a decent football team. And we thought they were bottom three. Yeah. and all our tiers of 12. They're, they're decent. I think that's fair. Well, they beat Oklahoma State at home. They gave OU all they wanted for a half, and then yeah. OU distanced themselves. And I'm telling you, they put the smack down on the frogs. The tiers of twelve weekend. are going to be very interesting tomorrow because I don't know what they gonna... put the smack down. And they I, did... by the way, I like those uniforms. You're in on I the... liked them a lot.
2: Did you see the blunder by ESPN? Uh-uh. So uh, they have a uniform report every Saturday morning, like before game day even gets going. And they said they used to be called the Iowa State Ames. Look what they're wearing on their helmet. The Iowa State (laughs) Ames. Like, no one cares about doing any research or, like, fact-checking anything anymore. It was so bad. There's a video of it. I'll I'll show you. Uh, Someone says, I'm sure the Pro Scouts are paying attention to Brooks. Favorite thing was the creation and acceptance of the run raid. Embrace. Don't shy away from it. Give the ball to the best player on the team. That's from Christo. Can't disagree with you. And I think they have embraced
0: it. Playing time is not required. This is the End of the Bench Podcast from 100.7, the score. That's
2: right. It is time for Ask the Bench Warmers. Bring the questions in right now. Handful of yours in, but plenty of room for you if you want to uh, ask us questions. Rangers. Cowboys, Red Raiders, uh, women—we're experts on that too. We being hacks. Ah, he's been in marriage for, oh yeah, eighteen years. Twenty. Golly, you are an expert. You you stuck it out for twenty years. Mm-hmm. More so, she stuck it out with you for twenty mm-hmm. years. So, you must be doing something right. Uh, whatever you want, bring them in on the AIDS Flooring Center chat line. We will answer as many questions as we possibly can, starting with this one. Val says, did y'all see what Utah did with NIL? Every scholarship athlete got a Dodge Ram. Finally, the feds will get involved with NIL because Utah didn't buy electric pickups. <laughs> Can't have that. We did, we did see that. Um, so I was told by someone, hey, this is, this is actually one of the smartest ways to do NIL because these are six-month leases. They've got wraps on all these trucks, and it's advertising for, for the company that gives them to them, and they get the truck back at the end. The provider of the nil. So instead of giving a pile of cash, which is fine, it's fine. It's fine. Like you, you get a return on investment here. Yeah, you're going to lose some money out of the value of the truck, but you can sell it for thirty or forty grand afterwards, right? I mean, this seems. They've got to pay their own insurance. That seems like a pretty smart way instead of just handing over straight cash, homie. That, that does make some sense, and I'm curious if we see people follow that lead. I'm ge- not curious. I do think we'll see fo- people follow that lead. I don't know if you'll see a full team get 85 trucks every time, but I think I think you'll see stuff like that happen, though. Are and they're valued even at,
1: valued at 61 grand. And I bet you they can sell them for even more than what you're talking about when they get them back.
2: Yeah. Because how many miles are college kids going to drive those in in six months' time? Only not a ton. Not a lot. And you know what? There may even be marketability eventually on some of these where if you got a superstar or a star playing for your team, be like, hey, this is the truck so-and-so drove. You're going to get people that will pay extra just for that purpose. So I don't know just just an interesting thing in the new NIL world um, now that there have been three conference games do you all have a better idea about the conference in general what is your biggest surprises so far uh, I gotta be honest the OSU beating Kansas State on Friday night was a fairly big surprise but I don't know if my co-host just conditioned me to help <laughs> OSU was supposed to be and I bought into the sandbagging a little bit there. Um, Terrible. The biggest surprise was UCF losing that home loss to Baylor. The way they did. If you're going more at a macro level. I don't know. What, what is the big? I guess the fact that.
1: West Virginia's at the top of the league. West Virginia,
2: yeah, because I had, I'm pretty sure I put them 14th on my preseason poll. So that's, that's got to be it. Well, you ticked them off. Way to go. I made them mad. I mean, Neil Brown told me so. Hey, we're picked 14th. We used that. So, yeah, West Virginia's the biggest surprise. Uh, Probably, I don't feel like we can say much about the league, though. Like the first part of the question, do you feel like you have a, a good feel on it? I don't. Do you? No. No. The,
1: I mean, I have no this, idea what's going to happen from week to week.
2: At this point, it still feels like we have no idea on the league. It, I'm surprised anybody can beat anybody. Baylor is as bad as they are. Uh huh.
1: I'm surprised that TCU is as average as they are. Okay. Uh, I'm surprised that Iowa State. It's better than anything that I... I'm telling you, they're not bad. Now, the Red Raiders don't have to play them this year, and they don't have to play Oklahoma State this year. So, from week to week, you see some bad, and you see some surprises for good, which means really, outside of the top two, there's probably not very many really good teams in this league.
2: Yeah. I agree, and I'm hoping that... We have zero good teams in this league at this point. <laughs> they cannibalize each other at the top or whatever. Uh, bench warmers, did y'all see the new top 25? It's pretty interesting. I'm Sooner in Lubbock. Well, of course, it's interesting to you, Sooner in Lubbock, because <laughs> your team is in the top five now. Um,. Yeah, so if you missed the news a little bit ago, uh, 6 o'clock kickoff set for the Texas Tech-BYU game in Provo. I know there's a decent smattering of Red Raider fans that are planning that trip. There's a, I know quite a few went up to Wyoming, and quite a few are planning on doing this one the first time around just because of location. I don't think the skiing's open yet. No. I looked. <laughs> when it was When it was going to be a two-day trip, which I don't think it's going to be anymore, I was like, I could go ski for a day, but no. A little too early in the year for that. What do you think of USC continue, continuing to win, but also Close continuing games. to fall at the same
1: time? I watched a bunch of that thing. Arizona played them, outplayed them they a won. lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they should have gone for two. You think so? they had the chance.
2: I don't know. I, I saw that, but then you saw the one two-point conversion that tried and... That didn't work out so well. What the sweep left? Yeah, that was the only. Running backwards. Two no, that wasn't their only one. I guess they they converted one prior. Yeah. prior to that. So the one that
1: to keep the game going was really bad. Yes. We um, talk about no imagination. I think. Um, I don't know. I. I, don't know. I think they're going to lose to Notre Dame this weekend.
2: USC does. I think there's a good chance. Notre Dame... Marking a note down to make sure we pick that game.
1: (laughs) ...has played all these night games, all these primetime games. They got embarrassed last time out against Louisville. Yep. Scraped, and I mean barely got by Duke. Sure. I think they will um, respond to the challenge and beat USC on on Saturday. Okay. That's fair. But as far as what they are, it's hard to tell. I mean, they... You can tell they got a lot of talent. And they got the best quarterback and all that. But besides that, I can't tell a thing about them. It's hard because, I mean, Arizona's just, eh.
2: Uh, bench warmers. Going back to the offseason topic of having a 1,000 yard rusher receiver, are y'all surprised that we might have a 1,000 yard rusher instead of a receiver? Yeah, I would have banked on the receiver being more likely there. Hacks is one of your statements for the season was both. So you need. Uh, you know, Miles I need Price somebody to, to kick it in with the receivers. I mean, Price is your best option at this point yeah, to get there. Probably he probably got the only chance. He went uh, what 10 for 90 yards on Saturday. A lot of smaller stuff. 63 of those after catch out of the 90. So I think you need Price to come on because he's been good as of late. Is Lubbock Cooper changing up their logo? I hadn't seen anything, but I, I'm not sure, sure on that. I know they did do script helmets some, but. I'm not certain. Is Barron sealing a potential Heisman candidate in the coming year? Years. I think when Barron's healthy, yeah. I think he's one of the more exciting players to watch. And you talked about it earlier, but the team has talked about it too. The Moxie, the the swagger. I know some words people hate, but but those sorts of things <laughs> but those sorts of things are true. I mean, there seems to be an uptick of energy with Barron on the field. And that's not a shot at Tyler Shuck. It's just he's just got it, something different about him. So, yes, I think that there's a lot of potential. I don't know if I'd throw him a Heisman candidate next year or not, but there's a ton of potential there. Uh, bitchwormers, how many games on the schedule will be Tech be favored in moving forward? Well, they're a one-point favorite currently against K-State. I think... I think the FPI, if you want to take that for anything, has you favored in every game, but Texas moving forward. Now, not surprising. There's some that are more slight and some that are heavier, but I think every single one has you over 50% chance to win as of right now. We'll see what happens this weekend, but
1: not too shabby right. there. So, K-State, yes. BYU, yes. TCU, if you're still playing well, yes, Kansas. You're going to be a dog at Kansas if Kansas continues to play. They're ranked 23rd in the country. Agreed. UCF, yes, Texas, no. So, everyone but two moving forward. I I really think you'll be a dog at KU. I agree.
2: And uh, on the road at uh, Texas. Yep. Uh, someone says 19th anniversary of the 70 to 10 versus Nebraska game. Maybe we kneeled in that game. I don't think we did. <laughs> That's it for us. For Hackett, Luke, for choice. It. Been the end of the bench
0: on 100.7 the score. This has been the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 the score. Go to 107thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.